Welcome to Art Talk with April. I'm April Harris of Inked April and the host of this podcast. This is season four. We have some amazing artists on. I can't wait to share them with you. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Art Talk with April. Today we have Hannah Olson, and she's an artist. Are you located in Utah? Yes. Yep. I currently live in Peace in Utah. Cool. Um, how did you get started in art? Like what, was it in childhood or did you go to school? Yeah. So it's kind of a funny story. It all started with an old man at the library. Um, my mom used to take my sister and I to the library when I was about eight years old, once a week to do homework. And one particular day we went to the library and it was really busy and so they had a few tables and most of the tables had quite a few people at them and then there was this one table that had this old man sitting at it and my mom walked me over and sat me down and she was going to go off the computers and so I was just she handed me math homework and I'm like okay and I remember being a little bit nervous but looking up at him and he had this fabulous beard like the really nice looking beard and he just was all wrinkly and he he seemed really friendly but also like I was like strange danger you know yeah. um <laughs> and I looked down and he had this really thick piece of paper on the table with all of these green shapes and black lines and just I didn't really know what it was but I could not stop watching him and I knew I was supposed to do my math, my math homework but it was so fascinating to me. And I'm sure I thought I was being sneaky, like looking underneath my eyebrows, but he, I'm sure he could tell I was staring at him the whole time. And I watched him. He pulled out a little bottle of um, like whiteout. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, did he make a mistake? Like, it looks so nice. Like I couldn't imagine him doing anything different. And he pulls it out and his hand, I just remember his hand being so shaky and just going down to the paper. And then as soon as it touched the paper, these smooth, beautiful lines of this white out came out and just enhanced whatever it was that he was creating. And I was just so fascinated by it. And um, I just, I remember when he left, just feeling like, oh, I hope I see him again. Like that was, that was magical. Like just being so enthralled by it all. And I think I also, at the same time he was doing his white out, I thought like, like that it's kind of a waste of why that like in my mind I'm like that's not how you use it that's not how you're supposed to do it but then after he left I realized like no like you can use anything to create art and I think that's where my love of different mediums happened was from watching him make something at a library with whiteout just doing his own thing and enjoying life and <laughs> so I I remember sitting down just thinking like I'm going to remember this old man for the rest of my life and this moment. And like, I want to be that old person sitting at the library, creating with kids watching them, like doing whatever and just being free. Like I, I just felt like he was so free just doing whatever he wanted to do. And so that was kind of where I first was like, yes, that that's something I'm interested in. And then of course it would come in waves. Like I didn't, I just colored and made stuff. And then in high school, I had an art teacher who was like, no, you should, um, I really think you have a talent. You should stick with it. And so he's like, whatever you do in your life, just stay creative. Like, he's like, I just think you really need to latch on to being creative because you have 
you have a talent. And so I think those two, those two people were the main people in my life. I think back on that. I'm like, no, they really helped me. Yeah. Become what I wanted to become. Wow. That's fascinating. And the, um, the high school art teachers words, like really like with you. Yeah, it really did. Well, because, and obviously like life happens. I went to college. I had, I got married a year into college, which I wasn't expecting. Um, And then I obviously had kids. And so there's times in my life, you know, where things are up in the air and you, you don't have time to paint. But in my mind, I just kept thinking, stay creative, stay creative. So whenever I could, I'm like, oh, let me just, I'll just draw a picture here. I'll paint this or I'll make this. And it just kind of worked out. Yeah. Well, do you mind me asking how old are your kids? So I have three little girls. I've got a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and an almost one-year-old. Oh. <laughs> so fun ages where they're all, they're, they're, they're great. I love them. I, I'm, a, I'm a much older mom and I have a eight-year-old and a three-year-old right now. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's it crazy. It'd be challenging sometimes, but oh, yeah. also totally worth it. Do any of your kids um, like to do art too? Yes. My eldest, my five-year-old, her name is Shannon. And she loves, she's always drawing and coloring and showing me her pictures. I mean, I've got some of her pictures. I'll hang them up on my wall. Um, And at the moment, she just went into kindergarten this year. And they've had a few different like art competitions that she that they've discovered. I think one of those like the reflections competition that I think most kids in school do. Um, And there was like a little art show just around Payson in my area for something called Onion Days. And so she entered that and her she just she just loves it. And it makes my heart happy that she enjoys it. Yeah. Um, And then I also my three year old also is really good and loves coloring and and whatnot so Um, we'll see what happens but I mean I just think as moms that are artists we can sort of bring that even if they don't become artists themselves we can kind of bring that creativity to their lives and then they see you continuing to work through it you know and and do the work and actually you know I guess make time for yourself and make time for your own art. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And especially with three girls, you know, like they're girls. And so they might, you know, get these ideas in their head that, you know, they can't do things like that or whatever, or that they're not capable of it. But then they have you as an example, you know, to say, yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. I One of the pictures that my daughter was coloring, it was a, competition for school that was like you color in a coloring page and growing up when I was coloring and coloring pages I thought you know you gotta stay in the lines you gotta be super neat and she amazed me by it was there was a picture of a grill in it and she was drawing the flames coming out and adding designs and like doing her own thing and I was yeah. like how brilliant is that that she's learning that she doesn't have to stay in the lines she doesn't have to just stick with what people tell her or she'll she's always telling me when I'm throwing stuff away she's like mom 
there's no such thing as trash. We can make stuff out of that. Don't throw it away. So I'm like hoarding boxes and cardboard tubes and all sorts of stuff because she just she just wants to make stuff with it. And I think it's I think it's so fun. Yeah, that's even so if fun. it is messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does get messy, that's for sure. <laughs> so you're primarily an oil painter, right? Kind or of. do you right do now, other things? So I do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I right now I love oil painting. I think at the moment it's my favorite or it's one I go back to quite often. Mm-hmm. However, I find I'll do a couple paintings and then I I'm like, oh man, I need something. I need to change. So I'll do some, I've got watercolors. I have um, acrylic paints, but I don't do that very often. I've got charcoal. I do, um, sometimes I do little sculptures. Um, (laughs) So I do a little bit of everything, but it's always, I always come back to oil painting. I feel like that's what attracts me the most. However, in between that, I'll do whatever. And when I have, when I do commissions, I let the person decide what they want me to do, what medium they want me to do it in. And so I quite often will do either just graphite paint drawings or watercolors or oils or just whatever kind of fits their price range or whatever they would like. So even though I mostly show my oil paints, a lot of my commissions aren't oil paints. So yeah, yeah. it's just kind of whatever. That makes sense. Yeah, I kind of feel what you're saying too, because like I'm probably more of an like an ink artist, and I always go back to that. But I'm like doing a whole lot of digital right now, and I'm doing like watercolors, and I'm I'm like all over. It seems like I'm all over the place, but it's like I always go back to that same thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I feel like when I'm like looking through Instagram. I'll see someone do something and I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. I wonder if I can do that. And so then I'm like, oh, I've got to give it a try. So then I have to stop and give that a try. And then yeah. I'll see something else. Or, you know, you just I just get curious. I'm like, oh, can I do that? Would I be able to do that? And yeah. give it a try. And then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go back to my oil paint. I, yeah. I love that. And so well, yeah. as far as like with your subject matter, are you primarily doing like portraiture or do you have like a, like a voice or a style that you're trying um, to have in everything? So no, I do. I do a bit of everything. I feel like for me, I, I do. I love portraits. I love expressions. I think that's also the same thing. I always go back to that but I'm not afraid to like branch out and try Like I love landscapes and I feel like a lot of artists that I follow on Instagram are landscape artists and slightly impressionistic artists, which is a little bit different from, you know, yeah, a little bit different, but I love it. I also feel like it's kind of hard for me. Like I'm so early in my painting. I don't know if you can really call it a career yet, yeah. but I would like you know, I would like to obviously do more, but with kids, they're kind of my priority at the moment. And then once they go to school, I'll do a bit more. But I think that having like a meaning behind my work or having like, I used to really get down on myself because I'd be like, I have no amazing meaning behind this painting. Like there's no inspiration that hit me in this paragraph that I can write about how great this thing was and so for a while I would get caught up in that and be like oh I guess my art is meaningless or it's not worth a lot because I don't have a say or like I don't have anything to say to the world I just drew it because 
I thought it looked really nice and, or it just, I felt like drawing it or painting it. Yeah. Yeah. And so as I've gotten older, I've learned that it's okay just to paint to paint and just to be like, I really like that. I'm going to do that. And sometimes with my bigger pieces that I spend a long time working on, meaning will come to me as I'm working on it. And it will be like, as I'm doing it, I'm like, wow, that, that hit me or like, oh, I didn't think about this. And so some of my pieces have some meaning behind them, but I feel like most of them, especially because I'm exploring different subjects and different materials, it's just very much, I do it because I love it. And maybe one day when I'm older, something will hit me and I'm like, oh, I need to tell the world this. And that's what I'll do. But as of now, it's very much just whatever I feel like. Yeah. I mean, listen, I feel like you're speaking to me personally because I feel like that sometimes. And I'm, I guess I'm like in the middle of my career or something, but it's like, okay, why am I, why am I painting that thing? It has to have meaning or purpose behind it. Why am I doing that? And I get down on myself because I'm like, I didn't think about this, but really it was just because I felt like doing that. (laughs) It was like, for whatever reason, I was inspired by that idea or that, you know, subject matter or whatever it was. So I hear what you're saying, but it makes me feel like, I don't know if that ever goes away because it feels like something that still comes around every once in a while for me personally, where I'm like, why am I, why am I doing that? Yeah. I'll have pieces that I'll get halfway through and I'm like, I don't even want to finish this. Like maybe I just do it, did it to discover whether or not I could do it. And now yeah. I know I can, so I'm just going to work on something else. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But. I think, you know, sometimes I kind of sort of steer towards like, can I capture that thing? So like if it's glass or if it's like a weird texture or something like that, then that's why I'm painting it really is because I just want to try to paint that thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. So like, um, right now you're a mom and are you doing anything else? Like do you have a job or anything like that? Or you're being a full-time mom? Just full-time mom. Yeah. Cool. And so you're getting art in between different chaos that's happening. Definitely (laughs) chaos. But um, what do you feel like will be your eventual goal to like take do with your art? Have you thought about that? Like what you might steer towards? Yeah, so I have a I have a few goals that I would eventually like to um mm-hmm. do. I think mainly I would just like to get in more of a routine of just being able to be creative every day. Mm-hmm. Um because I know that like when I'm creative and I'm kind of feeling my creative cup per se, that mm-hmm. it makes my family life a little bit better. Like I'm a little bit nicer to my kids when I have had me time to myself to kind of you know, sure. paint and do my own thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but I would ideally, I would love to just be able to sell some of my work, like original works and sell prints. Um, I do have one goal that I've had since high school and there's a museum kind of near where I live that puts on a few shows every year. And it's, I don't know if prestigious is the word. It's very hard to get into. Oh. And so my goal is just at one 
one time, no matter how short it is, I would love to just have an artwork in that gallery or in that museum just for an exhibit or for a competition or whatever it was, just once. That is, that's my goal. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but one day yeah. I will have a painting there and I'll be excited about that. That will be like my first, my high school dream. Yeah. And then, you know. Oh, oh that's a cool it. idea. Yeah. And um, so are you part of any like art associations or groups like that around? Nope. Oh, no. Oh, you should I be. Just, <laughs> I should. Maybe I should. I do have some uh, art friends on Instagram that yeah. I talk to every once in a while, but that's, I think, yeah. I think maybe once my girls go to school full yeah. time, because right now I just have one in kindergarten. I've got one in preschool and then a one-year-old that's home all day. So I think once they're full-time in school and I have more time that I can set aside and be like, this is how I want my days to go, then maybe I'll get more serious. And So there's a national women's art group that is called Women's Caucus for Art. And... It seems like I think every state has one, like a like a local section of it. And or they'll have like in larger cities of the states, they'll have some. But a lot of the women are also moms. And so you go to these meetings and you talk about your art or you can bring your art and they can give you you know, well, they don't necessarily give you critiques, but you can bring it and be like, hey, what do I, what do you think about this? Can I, do I need to change something? What do you, what what does this make you feel? I mean, all these kinds of things. I think that that's something that I wish I did as a younger person, because I feel like I missed out on a lot because I'm a part of the Alabama Women's Caucus of Art, and they have gotten me into shows, and I'm part. I'm a part of things that I probably wouldn't have done if someone wasn't like, "Hey, April, can you uh, you need to enter this show?" And then I'm like, "Oh, okay, maybe I maybe I'll enter that show." You know, like they'll even. So what happened to me was they went on my Instagram and they were like, "Hey." we like this one and this one. Can you put that in an art show? (laughs) And I was like, uh, sure. (laughs) So now I have an art show that's coming up, but normally I feel so busy and so chaotic and exhausted that I wouldn't have done that on my own. That might be something to look into. Yeah. And and knowing that there are other women artists that are moms, they're literally going through the same things <laughs> and they're thinking the same things and they're feeling the same way. It's really, it's really good. I think yeah. you should look into that. I don't know if there's, there's probably in your area. I think so. Um, I'll, I'll look it up. That, that yeah. sounds really nice. I do enjoy knowing that I'm not alone in yeah. the struggles of... <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, like, just kind of, you don't even have to be like majorly involved to kind of be involved, you know? (laughs) I mean, even just knowing that it's there, knowing that there's people that when you need help, they're like, yeah, yeah. If you need it, that can be nice. So, yeah. And so, like, we have a newsletter where they'll put out like all of these, um, 
Like these are all of the art shows that are calling for art in your area. And so then you're like, maybe, and you see them over and over again, like every month, and you're like, maybe I should, maybe, <laughs> maybe I will. <laughs> I just, you know, I love your work. You're extremely talented. I can, I completely see why your high school teacher was like, yes. She needs to keep doing this. So I agree. You need to do it. But it's like, as a mom, it can be so hard to just like keep going and to make time and not feel exhausted. I mean, don't you feel that way? Like, just kind of. Oh, 100%. Well, because it's, I mean, it's honestly, it's like I decide every day do I want a clean house? Do I want a dinner on the table or do I want two hours of painting? Cause I'm not going to get all three. Like it's, <laughs> you kind of have to pick and choose. Thankfully I have a wonderful husband who on the days I decide to paint is okay with a messy house and yeah. leftovers for dinner, but it's, it's hard. And then even when you do get time to work and you're sitting there painting, at least for me, I'm like feel kind of guilty that I'm not spending more time with my kids or even though I, even though I know hey, this is good for me. It's going to be good for my kids because I'm going to have time that I can, you know, I'll feel better and be able to spend more quality time with them and not being wishing I was painting. But at the same time, it's hard because you, there's there's always like, oh, I've got that load of wash I need to do or, oh, I should really have washed those dishes or I should be prepping dinner or whatever. There's always something. And so it's, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. And I I hope a lot of, artist moms are going to listen to your episode that's <laughs> <was> like yes <laughs> um I think you know too that that I mean like I deal with that too I think okay I haven't done you know like I haven't spent a lot of one-on-one time with this child or that child maybe I need to not do any painting today and just focus on that and do that or you know, like take them to the park or something like that and just spend time with them. Or my house is a wreck. I need to clean everything, you know, of course, I'm always thinking about cleaning, even though it's like terribly not clean. (laughs) Your house is the messiest, cleanest place ever. Like it's, it's constant for how much you clean your house. It is constantly messy. And it's the most frustrating thing ever. You just feel like I clean it every day. It doesn't look like I've done one thing, but I swear I clean. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it doesn't take long for it to get completely destroyed. Not and my three-year-old likes to get into my art stuff. And so she'll get out like crayons and paint and, I mean, pastels or whatever she can like actually reach that's just around. And the next thing I know, it's like on the wall or on the on a chair or something like that. And she's very very sneaky (laughs) yeah so do you have like a like a separate studio where you can go or um so no I'm currently in my in my basement in like the I don't know it has the water heater and all that stuff and I've just got a corner and so that's where I currently work there is a door um but my kids my kids kind of know I keep most of my art supplies that like my nice ones yeah away but they have their own supplies because I just get too excited that I'm like, oh no, you need to have your own markers and your own crayons and you're like, whatever. And those do make it around the house. I do walk around the house and discover new artworks or little tic-tac-toes or 
my daughter one time wrote her name on the wall. Yeah. Like these big letters. And I was like, you know, like they knew from an early age, you draw on paper, not what like yeah. I taught them from very young. Like we don't draw on walls. And uh, she was like, how did you know it was me? And I was like, you wrote your name. <laughs> You're the only one who can write. And she's like, oh, that's awful. Okay. <laughs> and I have in their playroom, I have it on my Instagram, but I did a mural of just flowers um, oh, wow. in their playroom. Yeah. And so, of course, I was writing on the wall. And then, like, a few weeks later, I came downstairs and went into their playroom. And there was this big drawing of this person, this head with two eyes. And and she had drawn this this big person with long legs. And I feel like usually when kids draw on the walls, it's like these, like, little, cute yeah. little tiny drawings or, like, big scribbles, you know? Yeah. But it was so cute. And, but it was, a, it was a big drawing and I walked up to her and I'm like like I was part of me was proud because it looked so cute but I knew I couldn't be like tell her that because you're not supposed to draw them all and so I'm like Shannon I love this it looks so great but we don't draw on walls and she turned back and goes but mommy you drew on the wall and she pointed at my mural and I was like you are right I did draw on your wall and <laughs> Uh, because I loved her drawing so much, I ended up getting a paint marker and I made it permanent. So she permanently has her three-year-old drawing. Oh, that's awesome. My mural, but I just, you know, they, they scribble everywhere. Yeah. The thing that gets to me is the crayons on the couch. She likes to, to like not think and just color on the couch sometimes. And I'm like, why are you doing this? It's so hard to clean up. <laughs> Don't draw on my couches. But my mine finds you know. pens, pen ink pens mm. on couches is just miserable. Yeah. But if you if you want to know, rubbing alcohol with a Q tip gets the ink out of your couch. <laughs> Good to know. That doesn't ruin the it does it was gonna ruin my couch. Great. I will I'm just sure that's gonna dab on a Q tip and kind of do like that and it goes away. So no. <laughs> My my eldest has discovered she loves markers and loves permanent markers, and I don't love that so much. Yeah, I know. It gets on my my kitchen table. It will like bleed through, and I'm like, you need something underneath it. Like we can't just have permanent yeah. markers. <laughs> anyway, that's oh, the things that we have. Like, I'm sure non art moms have to deal with the same thing, but it feels I think more personal when we ourselves love doing things like that you know yeah you can't be like you're banned from having markers now no one can have crayons this is put going away in the cupboard like I can't do that because I'm I get my stuff out all the time and then they're gonna be like hey I want to color with you and I can't say no to that I'm like okay fine. and we've been talking about you're a mom and sort of the mother's struggles of being an artist. What are some of the other challenges that you've had as an artist? I don't know. I feel like all artists kind of struggle a little bit with feeling like they're good enough or like feeling like they can do stuff. I know I personally, one of my goals is to actually do a photo shoot and take proper reference photos. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> my problem is, is I don't really know how to work uh, cameras that well. I also am not fabulous with technology. Like I understand 
enough to get to do stuff but I don't like know all the stuff I don't understand photoshop but I would like to however it kind of terrifies me and I also don't want to be like I am going to get a model for this painting but then have no idea how to actually get the reference photo that I would like, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just really nervous about it. And that's something I struggled with, but I know that my work is suffering because I'm not getting good reference pictures. So mm -hmm. every painting I do, I'm like, okay, this one is going to be the one mm -hmm. I'm going to get a good reference for it. I'm going to take, and like, I will take like my kids, like this one that I'm working on. I took a picture of my youngest daughter for that one. And that's, you know, that's fine. It was my daughter but like anyone else I just that's something right now that I'm struggling with is, is just feeling like I am a good enough artist to call someone and say can I take photos of you and be okay with not having all of the skills but just getting that reference picture because I tend to look at pictures and find pictures online that I can use and then kind of cut and paste and piece them together and sometimes I mean, it works, but it, one, it makes it really hard and to make them all seamlessly kind of want to go together, but then also like getting the colors right or getting proportions or like making it not feel like it's a chop and paste kind of a situation, but feel more confident in myself and yeah. my abilities. And also with um, like my artwork, mm -hmm. I'll paint and draw. It's right now, it's mostly for myself. I do do commissions. And I love it when I get those because it makes me feel like a proper artist. Like, oh, people actually want my art. But I am terrible at promoting myself or like being like, oh, please buy my art. It's that's so great. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel so weird about that still. So I think, yeah. yeah. So I think my main struggles are having confidence in myself and in my ability that people actually want to see my stuff. And I feel like everyone goes through that. And I'm sure... In a few years, when I've had more time to focus on it, it will get better. But you know, you're right. Like a lot, a lot of artists have that feeling. I think, and I, I think we all go through that and have like these specific things that in our mind we're struggling with. And I, I think it's interesting that you brought up reference photos and taking your own reference photos. Because I imagine a lot of people just using the internet instead of doing their own photos. Yeah, I, I, I think that's just a goal I want to work towards because then it saves me so much. It will save me time. Like if, if I could just get my own, then I could get exactly what I wanted, get the lighting, you know, I don't know. I just, I just, and I feel like I have a list in my sketchbook of paintings that I would like to do, of ideas of things that I would like. But a lot of them, I don't feel like I have the ability to do them yet. And so I'm waiting until I have that ability to paint it or to take those photographs that I need because I've searched online and can't find what I want or what I need. And so I'm like, okay, that is for <laughs> later down the line when, I, when I've got that. But by any means saying you have to take your own photos or it doesn't count, like sure. everyone do what they want well I think a lot of people who are doing the type of realism that you're doing they do take their own or have their own model or something like that yeah tell me about the, the artists that are your favorite artists okay I mean I've got loads I'm um so artists that have since passed on I think my 
I'd say my first one that I'll mention is Van Gogh. And the reason why is because he was kind of like my first artist that I fell in love with. Yeah. He was the first one that I remember learning about in school. The first art book that I bought was a book full of Van Gogh paintings. Um, and I remember being taught about Van Gogh and his life story and just strength, not feeling a connection to his story per se, but like feeling a connection to the artist and just being like, wow, he like artists are people and they've gone through things and they can express things. And for some reason, as a little kid, that really struck me and fascinated me. And I remember seeing, you know, the sunflowers and seeing the starry night and other paintings. Mm -hmm. And then later seeing that somewhere else, not in school and be like, I know the artist, I know that was Van Gogh. And I remember his life story and how, you know, his madness and like all that kind of stuff. And yeah. even though I didn't know a lot, I got so excited that I knew the person behind the painting as well, which also created my love of art books and other artists and paintings. Yeah. But I just love how expressive his stuff was and his strokes and how he used colors in ways that I wouldn't ever use them or didn't expect. And yeah. I feel like as a kid, I very much had that mindset of, you know, you stay in the lines or like trees are green and brown, like all, like very kind of, I felt like it was very like strict guidelines of art. And like, mm -hmm. for me, art was realism. Like everything had to be. Yeah realistic looking and I think when I discovered Van Gogh I realized no you have you can explore you can have your own creative expression and so I think that really excited me that I was like oh I can do what I want I don't have to <laughs> I don't know like stick in some guidelines like it's, yeah. you can be free so I think he was probably my first artist that I loved yeah and then I really love William Bouguereau and his work and I didn't discover him until, well, I didn't know his name, but I discovered his work in high school. My last year of high school, um, I saw a painting of his of two cherubs and I just fell in love with it. There was something about the way he did his skin tones. And when you look up close, he had, it was like, there was rainbow colors in all this. Like, I was like, there's greens and blues and purples and all these different colors in the skin tones. And I couldn't understand how he was able to get all of those colors and yet have it look seamlessly like porcelain skin and just gorgeous. Like, I just, I was in love with it. And I did a copy of one of his, of his cherubs in high school in colored pencil. I remember drawing it. I did change it a little bit because the cherubs were naked and I was like, oh, my mom's not going to like that. So I put a, like a little, like a little cloak on it or something. And, but I just remember being enthralled. And then that was probably one of the first paintings or it was a painting. It was a colored pencil drawing. I hadn't done a lot of colored pencils. My art teacher had given me some colored pencils and was like, why don't you try these? You might really like them. And so that was one of the first drawings that I had done in colored pencil. And I brought it back. And I remember seeing my art teacher just being shocked that, I had made it and then me thinking, oh, I, I've done something really good then. And then looking back at it after I, you know, after a few days being like, wow, like I created that. I don't know if you ever get that with some oh, of your yeah. works where you're like, I don't know how I did that. Like, I don't know if I could repeat that or do that again. And yeah. obviously now I look back at it and like, I could do a lot better, but at the time that was my best work. And it was kind of a pivotal moment of being like, oh, maybe I do have the skills. And so I think that's also another reason why I have a connection to Bouguereau is just because he was the artist when I 
did a copy of his work that I realized, oh, wow, this is something I want to do or like paint like he's really got some amazing stuff going on. There were a couple of artists that were um, like more modern, like the modern artists that you had pointed out. And I wasn't familiar with them. And then I got to looking because I looked it all up. and I was like, oh, okay. And realized that other people that I knew were familiar with them already. (laughs) And I was like, where? I don't even know about this artist. I think that's my favorite thing about Instagram is that I'll follow people and then things will show up. I'm like, oh, I love this artist. And then I'll follow them and be like, oh no, they've been followed by these other people that I know. I'm like, how did I not know about these people? And so my whole spectrum of people that I know is all from like, oh, I follow this person and this person and they follow this person and this person. It just kind of spreads out. But I think, yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember their exact names, but um, there. I one of them was it Scott Waddell, was that um, one of them? Possibly. So his work at the moment is I follow him on Patreon, oh, and he's okay. a really he's an amazing art instructor. I have he's one of the few people that I have watched videos from where you can really glean so much information, and it makes so much sense. At least for me, oh. as I'm watching it, it's like wow, I actually, even though it's only online and it's through videos and he's not talking to me, I feel like he's talking to me and like really, I feel like his, he's watching his videos has really helped me progress more than just me trying to do it by myself. And he, he does primarily um, like portraits of people and sometimes he'll do like, I hopefully he's not watching like some kind of like fantastical, like uh, what's the word? I can't think of it. Like elves or things that aren't, actually real but he'll yeah, do like fantasy photographs. yeah kind of fantasy stuff. that's the word I'm looking for he'll do some kind of fantasy works or other stuff but I love his stuff mm-hmm. um and then another artist that I love her name is Jenity Page and mm-hmm. she's a religious artist and does a lot of pictures of Christ and has a lot of she, her paintings almost all of them have amazing meanings I think probably all of them have these really strong meanings behind them and I just feel so connected to her work and she is such a wonderful person I started following her before she had the many many followers that she has now and I remember I was struggling with a painting and just was like I'm just gonna send her a message like what's the worst that's gonna happen and she was so kind and she um I sent her pictures and she gave me critiques and she gave me um asked me how I was doing and I'm I'm kind of that not in a creepy way but I kind of follow her around like when she has art shows or when she does things I just show up and I'm like I just want to I love being around her and just she's so inspirational even just standing in the same room with her you're like wow I just want to be a better artist like I just love it so much and so she (laughs) even one time invited me to come paint at her studio and she's wow just let me come and she was working on a piece and let me just paint with her just so I could be around her and it was it was amazing wow. so oh my gosh so that she's someone cool. I also just absolutely love and have learned so much from and yeah and for an artist that is like a professional to be just so open to share and invite yeah. somebody in like that yeah. a lot of people don't do that they get really weird about it and they don't want to like help someone else yeah for some reason <laughs> It's yeah, like, no. It's okay. No, I'm not gonna like steal your ideas. But. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah. She she's so lovely and I mean she just 
she helps everyone. She's more than willing to share all her knowledge and it's yeah. He's been so kind to me, which I really appreciate and it's been nice. Yeah, that's wonderful. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she's like one in a million if she's doing that. So that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and great experience too for you, I'm sure. It's like inspiring and exciting to get to kind of be around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm someone special because I am in her studio by myself <laughs> painting with her. Like it almost like hopefully her greatness rubs off on me and I, you know, <laughs> whatever. But my my high school art teacher that I was talking about before, he was the one who he gave me the advice of always be creative. But another piece of advice he gave me was if there's an artist you love, try contact them, send them an email, send them a message on Instagram. Now that you have it, he's like, what is the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no, or they're not going to reply. And he's like, have you lost anything? No. But on the off chance, he's like, there are artists who will reply back and they will answer your questions or they'll help you out with things. And so that is something I've been, I've tried to do um, when I get stuck is find an artist on Instagram or on a website and email them and just see, can I get help? Where do you get your references from? Where did you learn? Do you have any tips or tricks or whatever? And I really enjoyed that because I have made connections with artists that I wouldn't have otherwise just because I sent them a message. And it's, it sounds like such a small thing, but I mean, I got to paint with one of the artists that I love in her studio yeah. because I sent her a message one day. So you never know what could happen. Yeah, I feel like that's excellent advice. Do you have any other kind of advice for other artists or, you know, maybe moms or young artists that you would, you know, suggest? Um, I think keep going, stick with it. Um, I think another piece of advice that I got that I love is um there's a time and a season and that has been hard for me to learn sometimes but it has been so important that right now is my time to raise my little girls and stay creative but there will be a season when they're going to be grown up and I'm going to have time to myself to do what I want and that is going to be when I can explore and become more of what I want to be and to not stress and be try not to be frustrated that I'm not reaching my goals as fast as I would like to. Cause I feel like everyone has those goals that they're like, I want to be like this, or they see artists that are, you know, 10, 20 years older than them doing things that they want to do. And they want it now. They want to get it done now. And it's okay that it takes time. In fact, I think it may be even better that it takes time. Cause then you really, you know, have that time to find out for yourself what it is that you want and make sure you get there where when you have time because I feel like right now if I was selling loads of artwork and doing like being the person I eventually want to be and painting all day every day then I would miss out on my kids there's a lot of stuff that I would lose out on and I don't think that's worth it and so it's kind of like there's a time in a season you will eventually get there don't stress too much and just kind of enjoy yourself yeah that's awesome that's great advice I completely agree and I think um, you're, you're doing amazing stuff already and gosh, you know, like getting to paint with these artists and ask questions and doing all of that, man, I mean, it's just going to be a matter of time before you get to do all of that 
all on your own, you know. <laughs> it's going to be great. I know. I'm excited for you. I'm like, okay, I got to keep an eye on her because this is going to happen. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking to me today. And where can people get in touch with you, like commissions or to see your work? So I'm just on Instagram. I had a website, but I never update it. So I don't know what it looks like now. So don't go there. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is H Olson art. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can message me on there. And then I don't, my email might be on there, um, which is just H Olson and two one one four at gmail.com. Okay. But if you message me on Instagram, then we can, if you're really interested in a work or commission, we can go to email or just message on there and figure it out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yep. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed chatting with you. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Art Talk with April. For more information on this episode, join the Facebook group, The Art Lounge. Please subscribe and share. See you next Tuesday. Hope you have a great week.